Rescue the Fosters is about changing the foster system. We want to ensure every child has a safe environment to grow and become healthy, successful adults. Additionally, when I was in the foster care system, I had to defend for myself. Rescue the Foster is here to empower the youth aging out of the system and offer resources to ensure they are not dependent on the government. What we observed was that children become institutionalized and end up in prison and providing the government with more funds. Rescue the Foster will provide coaching, resume writing, interview skills, professional attire for interviews, budgeting, applying for college, and obtaining housing. We want these youth to live the most free, successful life possible. It is their right and our responsibility to ensure that our future kids and grandchildren can live happy lives. Jeremiah 29:11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Good evening and welcome to Rescue the Fosters. I am Gino, your host. And of course, sitting right next to me is Sylvia Beachy, the founder of Rescue the Fosters. I should say co-founder. KK is also one of the founders. Yes. But KK will not be joining us tonight. Uh, she is not feeling well, so we hope to see her next week. But Sylvia, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Or am I? Sylvia right. I, you're here that's all that so, matters right? Sylvia and I have had quite have had quite a day we've been on the phone talking about how horrible the day has gone for both of us but you know what it's just one day tomorrow will bring a new day and I think it'll be much better than today so anyway we have a great guest tonight uh former satanic ritual abuse survivor and founder of uh, Warrior Bride. I was going to say Bride of Warriors. I don't know why I was going to say that, but WarriorBrideMinistries.com. <laughs> Please visit the website. It's right here. And I will be showing this sporadically throughout the show tonight. Please visit the website and consider a, don a donation for their cause. And we have Kelly Hawley with us tonight. Kelly, how are you? Hi, I'm wonderful. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us. This is going to be a, a quite a ride tonight. Um, you know, just before we went live, Sylvia was telling you that we had uh, Zach on before, who was a high-ranking, uh, I guess they call him a warlock wizard. and a wizard. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so uh, he was one of 10 in the entire world that attained that position and uh, ended up becoming a Christian, got saved, uh, and, you know, he's been fighting the good fight since. But, yeah, very interested in hearing your story. So why don't we just start at the beginning, Kelly? How did this all begin? Okay. Well, l let me correct something first, and I'm sorry sure. for the misunderstanding. I was a sexual abuse survivor, oh. but not gotcha. a satanic ritual survivor. Gotcha. Gotcha. My yeah. apologies. Okay. So, Kel Kelly, can you explain the difference? Because I think a lot of people believe that it's mm -hmm. the same thing. Um, and I, I think that's where the miscommunication is. Yeah. And I think the story can um, kind of help explain some of that. So I um, came from a family that was divorced and broken, which we know there's so many of those today. And in that, we, I had a mother that struggled to uh, support her two children. And so she was gone a lot. Um, she also was lonely and young. And so she had boyfriends. They would come into the house and there is one in particular um, that, you know, had his had other other motives. And uh, that set me on that course of um, 
being a sexual abuse survivor. What's interesting is once you're tar once you're once you, you become a quote unquote victim, which I would say you're a survivor at this point, um, it's almost like a spirit is put on you and it attracts everybody. I mean, I used to have people come out of the woodworks, drive down the road. I mean, it was everywhere and and I was just like a target. Um, part of it was probably when I was younger, I was vulnerable. You know, I was uh, lonely. I was um, left alone a lot. I had a brother that was very angry and I was his target. So there was just a lot of um, just being a um, punching bag and, and a, you know, an object. Um, but as I grew older, it still kind of stayed with me. I mean, literally people would, guys would come out of nowhere driving down the road, stop. I mean, it was very weird. Um, but that set me on a trajectory of life that I don't think I would have had if that would have never happened to me. And it went in a lot of different directions because what it does is put a hole in your heart, a huge hole in your heart, and you try everything you can to fill it. So I tried everything. I, I tried the things that looked good from the outside, and I, tr I tried the things that didn't look good from the outside. So I turned to everything from um, overachievement. I turned to workaholic, um, being a workaholic. I turned to men. I turned to alcohol. I turned to some drugs. Um, just, you know, whatever I could try to just fill that hole. And it just didn't work. Uh, so eventually I hit what I would consider my rock bottom. And um, the Lord met me there. And when he did, uh, he took me on a journey of redeeming me. And I just, you know, fell totally in love with him. And after um, extensive study and things of that sort, he released me and I started serving him wholeheartedly. One of the places that he planted me to um, serve him was what he pulled me out of. And that was the sexual abuse uh, recovery and overcoming. And so um, he connected me with a lady in a Bible study that was also a victim. And she was starting a ministry. She felt called to start a ministry. So I came beside her and helped her develop her ministry, stayed there for about 10 years. One of the big things we did was healing weekends where people would come for a long weekend to different places that we would hold it. And the Lord would minister whatever healing they could receive during that time. And they were really powerful. And we did other things. We did teachings and books and we were involved in um, legislation and changing the statute of limitations. We did a lot of things, but the enemy came in there and, and closed it down. So then there was a gap, um, but there was people still coming to me that had either heard about me or met me or whatever. And they were still coming to me, but I didn't have any place to take them. So I would meet with them in cars and parks. I went to the churches to see if anybody would embrace um, this group of people. I went to the fivefold ministry to see if they would embrace it. Nobody would. They all felt, um, you know, I got things like we can't do everything. We're not equipped for that. You know, all this kind of stuff. So eventually, about three and a half years ago, the Lord led me right prior to COVID. So it happened right around COVID. He led me to go ahead and get in office. 
So I got an office, real small one, but it was it was powerful. It was about 297 square feet. Um, but during COVID, even then, I saw about 297 people in eight months. And then um, I just went so, I just, there's such a need. It was just going gangbusters. So I eventually had to move and get a bigger place and a bigger place. And he started teaching me just so much about more depth of it. Because what happened when we were doing the healing weekends, I thought most people would be kind of like me. You know, it would be the sexual abuse from the stepfather, the teacher, the priest, the coach, those things that you hear more about. But then I started getting more um, people that were being sold and trafficked. So then I had to learn, you know, about that segment and that different part of it. Um, but then I started getting these stories that, you know, the first few, I was just like, you know, something's wrong with that person. <laughs> you know, that's really weird <laughs> that there's no way this person's crazy. But once you start getting so many of them and they're from all around the world and they're different ages and they're different economical status and different races, you have to say, there's no way that this isn't true. And not only that, it wasn't just stories, but there was, um, lack of a better word, manifestations, um, different things that would occur that confirmed that okay, there's something going on in this world that is really kind of otherworldly and is very evil. And I have to um, understand what the Lord wants me to do about it. Now, this was about eight years ago. Um, and when I started trying to reach out to find out what, what is this? What do I do with it? You know, where do I go with this? Um, I really couldn't find anyone but one person. There was a lady named Kay Tolman. If anyone's heard of her, she's a survivor that's been speaking out for, I don't know, maybe 10 years. I'm not really sure how long. Um, but so I went and I sat under her for some of her intensive trainings. And it was literally like drinking from a fire hose. Your eyes were just open the whole time because it was like, what? And it's so, it's a lot. It's a lot. And you're just, okay, I'll take what I can take take right now and let me just go try to digest it um and i did that but then the the lord wouldn't let me <laughs> get away from it uh so he started sending me sra survivors and um ones that were still in great bondage that have not walked into their healing um and he started teaching me like literally walking me through how to walk them into redemption and healing um, there is a lot to it. The enemy has been doing this for a long time. He's very crafty. He's very intelligent. This is his game plan for the end times. Um, this is the building of his army, but God, the Lord is redeeming. And it's, it's, it's sad beyond measure that we could even think this up as human beings but what they do is they literally start traumatizing these children um even in the womb they start traumatizing them because they want to split them as many times as they can because they can get as many splits as possible before age eight in particular and they can take these parts and they can um train them for different jobs 
Um, they can take their energy and use that. They can take their blood and use that. They can take, you know, we can keep going with all the different parts and different ways that they use them. Um, and it's used for a lot of things that right now I don't feel like I'm, I'm ready to speak out about because, you know, I like my life. <laughs> but it is the enemy's plan. It's the building of his army. And it's it's really sad. And like all the things that, that our conspiracies that we talk about are true. The Montauk, all of that, MK Ultra, it's all true. And it's just really sad that this that we don't respect God's precious children more than to do that. But what's happened is so many people have opened themselves to the enemy, have allowed him to come in. Um, either through what's come down through the generations, because this is a lot of generational stuff, particularly the bloodliners, um, but even more than that. But it's also what we do, what we open ourselves to, and what has been done to us. So, for instance, when I was abused, that was a door that was opened. And as I mentioned, how it was like I was just a magnet, um, it was because I had a door open. And I had a, a spirit, you know, placed there uh, that attracted them. So we don't really understand the spirit realm, but we need to. Yes, yes. I, I do believe this is a spiritual war. Uh, can I ask you, I don't know if you can talk about this or not, but like the pattern, is there um, a specific thing that all survivors say happened? Like, is there a pattern like for people who are trying to figure out if this is real, if this is, you know, if, you know, SRA is legit, like, I feel like there's a pattern that all survivors go through. Do you think, have you seen that? Well, there's definitely commonality and there's, um, there's certain programming that is um, the same because they they need to release the comms to trigger them all at the same time. Otherwise, there'd be no control. But mm -hmm. there's also some differences. You know, some are um, some are more militant. Some are more um, like Wicca. I mean, not really Wicca, but um, is it like witchcraft? Well, it definitely includes witchcraft. I'm just trying to watch my words and think what it can right. say with that. Well, um, when you say you're watching your words, are you for the audience or for spiritual reasons? Safe for, uh, for your own safety? Your own, yeah. okay, gotcha, okay. So, yeah, I, I, and I understand that totally. Um, I just want the audience to understand why you're being careful. Um, anybody that's been around spiritual warfare understands this is this is no laughing matter like this stuff's real and um jesus the apostles they all confronted it um even in the old testament you see them confronting the evil and this is something that is I, I, millennia okay this is since the beginning of time since the fall in the garden this started happening and if you do not understand this and and we're christians all three of us are christians here if you're of another faith another religion you understand their spiritual principles. You're just not going to understand what we're talking about here because there is one name that they will bow to, and that's the name of Jesus Christ and his authority that he has given to us as believers. 
And I want to just make that clear as we go forward, because I actually just did a show on Sunday night with uh, Joe Jordan, and he's been dealing with alien abductions for the last 30 years and, and discovered 25 years ago that it was just demons. And mm-hmm. so we just had a very similar discussion, even though the topics are quite different. We had a discussion about spiritual warfare. And if you've never confronted it or never been involved in it, it's a very hard thing to wrap your mind around. But, you know, a lot of the people I see in the chat here and and lurkers, the people that are lurking right now, they understand this. But I just want to, for anybody that watches this in replay, to understand that that's what Kelly's talking about and that this is the most important part of this war on children. I'm sorry, Kelly, go ahead. Well, um, I'll just play off of what you said, first of all, um, the UFO and the alien thing. I would love to talk to him because so many of my survivors have that same experience. They are oh. actually have parts of them that are abducted and, and they, there's a whole, I mean, the spirit realm is very different than we realize. Like there's a lot going on up there and they do abduct them and they do surgeries on them and they take stuff from them and they're, I mean if there's trading of soul parts there's all kinds of stuff that goes on and I know that sounds crazy trust me if I wasn't walking this out I would think this person's crazy but there's a lot so you can um, refer back to this when it starts getting revealed more <laughs> remember that I told you there's a lot in the spirit realm that we really have to to start being open to so we can understand it so we can conquer it with Yeshua. Um, and he absolutely, there is victory in him. Honestly, the spirit part in terms of deliverance and all that, that's the easy stuff for me anymore. Like that's, you know, legions can come up and all you got to do is say, get down. You don't get up, you know, you just use your authority. And that's, that's you know, there might be a little battle for a little while, but they're going to go, which by the way, Use pure salt water if you're ever in a spiritual battle. A lot of people don't know about that, but Satanists can't even use um, salt until, well, they don't use salt because it takes their power away. So, really, anyways, I never heard just, that. Hmm. Yeah, that's a tidbit a lot of people don't know, but I love it. You know, I like squirt it all over them, and they just <laughs> it's like it's like the shrimp up. It's great. <laughs> it is kind of fun to beat up on the enemy. I have to tell it you is. that. It yeah, is. I mean, He's beat up on us way too much. Um, So that's, you know, that's kind of the easy part. The harder part is um, the deprogramming. That is the harder part because they're purposely programming them. um, And and they're tying them. I mean, there's just so much to it. As they traumatize them, they talk them into making agreement with the entity which people are calling UFOs or different parts of the enemy's army. They make a deal with them and they tie that entity to that part. So now they're in covenant. So now they're, you know, working for in tandem with them, but they don't want this. This was children. Children wanted, they wanted just help. They wanted love. You know, they didn't want this, but they also didn't want to be tortured. If any of us were being tortured the way they did, we could be like, whatever it takes to stop, stop, you know? That's kind of what happens, but they take advantage of it and they, they do these, um, these covenants. So it's important to get those broken. Um, but you Can know, you meanwhile... into covenant? I'm sorry. Um, because covenant yeah. is a huge part of it, right? Mm-hmm. So covenants are basically agreements, contracts, 
particularly in the spirit realm, you're making a deal, you know, you're going to stop this and you're going to protect me and I'll be your slave, basically something along those lines. I'll do, you know, this for you or that for you, whatever it is, just stop the pain, stop the traumas, stop the, you know, what they're doing to them. And all those things you hear, they're really true. It's, it's, you know, we don't believe that this possibly could be true and we think they're conspiracies, but I've heard it from too many people, too many ways, in ways that when you hear it, you know they're not making it up. So um, there's so many ways we could go with this. So the spiritual part is deliverance is easy. I would say to anyone out there, because deliverance is kind of getting a spotlight a little bit now. Be careful when you're doing deliverance because not everything that comes up front is a demon. A lot of them are part, a part of their soul that fragmented off. The Lord in his goodness and his genius, when he created us, he made us in a way that we could handle the trauma that we might encounter here. And if the trauma is severe enough, it will break off and it will go behind an amnesic wall. Okay. If it's extreme trauma, like what they do to these children, they will have their own personality, their own age, their own likes, their own sound of voice. All kinds of things can be different. Um, and it might just be a traumatized part. So try to see if it's some um, a person that would have some emotion. There would be something um, human to them. And, and then it, it gets complicated because some of the it's, parts have been their demons and stuff like that. But just know that don't try to cast every single thing out. Make sure it's not a part that just needs love and freedom. What, what's worked for you in that aspect of it, identifying which one it is, because I could see how I totally understand what you're talking about. Because a lot of these split personalities, uh, going back to what you said earlier, are formed at a very young age so they can hide and getting get in get away from the trauma. And some of them are created by the person inflicting the trauma. So that is a very, I would think that's a very difficult thing to identify, whether it's demonic or if it's actually just a mental and physical issue that needs to be addressed. Like, is there some kind of test you could do? I mean, discernment is actually, you know, probably the best uh, for this, right. but there must be something else you use, I would think. Right. Well, um, I'm sure at this point I, I can just tell or sense or whatever, but for me, I always just, I stay pretty calm during no matter who comes up front and just, just try to express love as much as I can. And if they're not, I mean, they just, they don't have that conne emotional connection. Like they aren't, they don't have emotion. Like they're just hatred, but sometimes there's, they have been told they're a demon. Like they'll be saying, you're the spawn of Satan. So they believe this. And so they'll be trying to act like one. They'll be like, you know, and all this. But it's like, you could tell that it's not really, there's a little bit of humanity there, right? So you're looking for the humanity and you're bringing it out through the love that you express to them. Because ultimately it's the love. They really only wanted love. They only wanted a family and love. But what they got was trauma and abuse and evil. And so what we have to do is replace the lies that that's all there is for them with the truth that there's true love in Yeshua and his body of Christ that want to embrace him. And I believe the Lord is raising up an army that will love these survivors. 
Interesting. And, you know, I meant to ask you earlier, sorry, Sylvia, one real quick question. Is it mostly uh, boys or girls that are usually abused? Or is, is there... It's about 60-40. Um, statistically, one in three girls, one in um, five to six boys. But that's what's reported. None of it gets reported. Mm -hmm. So you can probably more than double that. But if you look at that, that's about a 60-40. Um, we used to think it was all girls, but there's a, a big desire for for boys, um, unfortunately. Sad. Sylvia, were you going to say something? No, I was just saying I agree with her. I, I do believe that um, there are more people. Well, for one, you can only do this for so long before it all comes out, right? Like, there's there so many survivors that are speaking up now and just working in the foster system. I worked with sexually abused kids, such sex trafficked kids. Right. And so like you start to see a pattern of the stories that they tell of their abuse. Um, and so that's kind of why I was asking that, you know, like, cause you, you can't do these rituals over and over for decades and decades and and right now it's reached a point where survivors are speaking out but they're empowering others to speak out and it's growing and i do believe um that what you're saying it's it's all coming out yeah russ Dizdar, who kind of plowed a lot of the field in terms of shining the light on this um Set of, I think it was about eight years ago, he estimated that there was 20 million um, that were quote unquote like sleepers, you know, because they put a lot of them to sleep with the plan to activate them. Um, but that was eight years ago and it's done nothing but intensify. So, I mean, you know, a lot, there's a lot out there. And if we let them know that it's okay to come forward, they can receive the redemption and the, the love from Yeshua. And he does redeem. He has us um, basically creating what he would do for a hospital, I believe. And so it's spiritual, it's uh, physical, it's mental, body, mind, body, spirit, soul we deal with. But we do it with all naturally. So we deal with the spiritual. That's some of what we've talked about. But their bodies have been beat up. Think about all they've gone through. Their bodies have been beat up. So we have... Um, like a chiropractor that deals with body memory. We do different classes like DBT skills, um, life skills. Uh, we have a biocharger, which is frequency. We have scanners. Um, so, and that's growing and growing. I really want to get red light therapy and um, oxygen therapy for them, but hopefully the Lord will, will provide some way um, because the, we, first of all, there's so much stuff in all this pharmacia and their spirits attached to it all these drugs they're putting us on and and that's another thing they do through all this is they drug them like crazy and all that's got to go and there's there you know scripture really does have everything we need to know in it um you know i've over the last few years started keeping torah um, which means I, I don't think that we throw out the Old Testament. The things that he told us in there are very important. So I started eating um, biblically. I don't eat pork, don't eat shellfish. Um, 
try to get away from the sugars. I'm having a little hard time with that. But, you know, he reveals to you why he told us. Like, he tells us all that because he loves us, right? We know that, that there's something to it. Well, I didn't know why. Like, you just want to take away my bacon. You know why? Well, right. I find out what they do is after a ritual, all the remaining parts, one of the parts jobs is to go get that stuff, put it in a grinder, and then feed it to the pigs. And then they feed the pigs to us. So we've been being cannibal and not even knowing that. Do you know how much stuff porks in? They have it in everything. Like if you look at yes. it, it's infiltrated all of our food. There's reasons why the Lord tells us these things. And it's because he loves us. But there's something. And we might not understand at that moment why we're supposed to do this stuff. But eventually he'll show you. And then you run into just like, I cannot yeah. believe. Like, I don't have to worry about ever wanting bacon anymore. I can promise you that. Right. Yeah, it's pretty sad when you start looking into the background of a lot of this stuff and in the industries that we all are comfortable with getting, you know, and buying their products at the grocery store. And uh, it's almost like you don't even want to look at the labels anymore, but you have to because they're putting everything in this, in your food. And, and cannibalism is a big thing. I, I don't know if you're um, familiar with uh, Steve Quayle's work. Steve Quayle. Yes, I am. Yeah. Steve Quayle used to, I remember it was, gosh, it was probably 10 years ago. He was saying, you're going to start hearing cannibalism. And everybody thought he was nuts or like, oh, you're never going to, what are you talking about? And sure enough, it's, it's everywhere. Cannibalism, because it's that same cycle, that same pattern. Just like you said, you have to know the old Testament. You have to understand what they were doing and who they were worshiping, you know, Moloch, Baal, all that. And it's the same worship. It's just in a, maybe a different fashion because of technology now. But mm -hmm. if you don't recognize that, it's going to be a tough battle. And I, I love yep. what you said about I love what you said about using the different therapies because a lot of Christians, let's face it, they're like, oh, I don't, we shouldn't do anything except you know this, like deliverance only or or this only. But those therapies are very helpful in mm -hmm. in help in healing people, and we shouldn't be offended by them. They're not new. It's not new agey. You're not like pulling out crystals and you know and and you know doing some dance or something in the woods i mean it's it's this is legitimate science it works it helps people along with the deliverance and the and building their faith so i don't think we should run from that stuff well here's the thing the enemy has hijacked just about everything right so yahweh created it and then the enemy has come in and stole it from us and then when he stole it he used it for bad purposes but he created that for us why else does the breastplate of righteousness have all these stones in it right we are energy the reason part of the reason they torture these children is because they want their energy because the energy is used for various reasons there, i mean all, if you really look into the stuff and really learn about it these things are things that were gifts for us in ways that we can function the best that the enemy has stolen he has infiltrated everything. So sometimes we want to, um, and part of his big purpose is to discredit, right? So he infiltrates anybody who's doing any good. I've, you know, I've had to really watch it and I've had to battle it and everything else because if you're doing any good, he's going to try to infiltrate you, discredit you. And then everybody will just throw out the baby with the bathwater. And look how many people they've, he's done that to. And, you know, just, I don't know. It just makes me mad. <laughs> I get very passionate about the enemy. I mean, he has just done so much to us and we don't really fight him back the way we, you know, need to. Like a lot of people are starting to rise up 
And I'm really excited about that. But we have to realize who we are in him. Like we have a lot of authority. Like we have no idea if we're really walking with him and communing with him and being obedient to him, With which, yes, that does make a difference, being obedient. Like, you know, we can move mountains, right? Mm-hmm. We can. You know, this is kind of a rhetorical question, Kelly, but why children? Why is their favorite target? children well i mean of course the children are very near and dear to yahweh's heart number one but also um the blood is more pure they're more innocent they're not as contaminated they're easier to manipulate they're easier to fragment i mean the reasons are probably pretty endless there so sad. They're, virg- they're very big. They're very big into virgins, you know, with sacrifice mm-hmm. of virgins. So obviously, they're they're going to be virgins and stuff. Um, well, until they get their hands on them. Um, so I would say there's a lot of you know, a lot of different aspects that all goes together on that. In your own personal walk with the Lord now, and and prior to finding the Lord and going through the abuse you had to endure. I don't know if you ever truly recover fully in this physical body and, and mental body. I know spiritually we're new men, we're new creatures in Christ. Um, and, and the Bible does talk about renewing your mind daily, being transformed in, in you know the renewing of your mind. Where are you at in your process right now from the abuse that you suffered? I mean, do you feel free? I know you feel free in Christ, but what about, you know, do you struggle at times and think, oh, I can't believe this happened? And, you know, what what do you do to cope with some of that stuff? Or is, are you totally set free? I'm totally set free. That's awesome. Love it. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. cool. Absolutely. Like, not even a little bit. And it's all due to the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's all due to the Lord. I'm not saying that um, my body hasn't, <laughs> you know, because there's consequences to even though I was abused, like, you know, I didn't, whenever I ate for comfort or I drank and, you know, and it's going to have some consequences in that realm, but like in any other way, I'm totally free. And he can do the same for all of us. He can do the same for all of us. Um, And it's just, there's no journey like this. I mean, there's, it's just amazing. Like he literally shows up every day like if we would just rise up and be willing to put him first and he will supply your needs like we we have the order mixed up and I was just as guilty I told you I was a workaholic I was just you know I was trying to find perfectionism I was trying to find something to make me loved and important or whatever but we have it all mixed up like if we put him first you know, and then whoever, you know, he tells you if it's your husband or wife and kids and stuff like that and others, he, he just takes care of everything and he encounters you and he walks with you and he allows you to walk out your destiny, which you could never come up with a job here on this earth that is good as the job he has for you. I, I preach that pretty much every show. Stay in your lane. Stick to your gifts and talents. Let let the Lord use you. I'm I'm a horrible ex- well. I guess I'm a good example now. But I used to sit on my hands and do nothing because I kept telling the Lord, "Well, I'm a sinner. What am I going to do?" 
And then one day he had to tell me, guess what? Everybody's a sinner and everybody in the Mm -hmm. Bible was a sinner except Jesus. So (laughs) get off your hands and do something and and start being productive. So it took me a while to figure that out. Like, cause I would, you know, he, he told me to start podcasting like five years ago. And I was just like, no, 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 that's never going to happen. Like, no. And then I was just waiting for something else to happen. But I knew he was pushing me in this direction. I was, it was confirmed over and over again. So it's awesome when you see somebody walking in their talents and in their giftings that God's given them. And someone like yourself, Kelly, that's helping so many people. Um, Because let's face it, the church, I hate to say this, I mean, but the church has failed in many, many areas that we are supposed to be a hospital. And Mm -hmm. it just seems like for some reason, especially the larger churches, they're just stuck in their traditions they're stuck in the religious yeah. part of it rather than going out and doing the hard work. And that's what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. And it, it is really sad because we are, I agree with you a hundred percent. We are used to milk and we don't know meat. Um, and we just, we're not doers of the word. Um, and we just sit there and let somebody feed us some milk. I mean, in general, some people are doing some stuff, but in general, that is what's happening. And I do believe he is having judgment. I think people are seeing that um, we have to quit making this a business yeah. and believe that he will provide our needs. Like, you know, take a small amount to pay your bills and just serve the community, serve the people and be willing to go deep be willing to go deep. And if it, if it loses some of your ties, that loses some of your ties, trust him that he'll, he'll bring them in another way. Like, where's the trust? Where's the faith? It's all lip service. It, it seems like. Yeah. Gosh, that's so true. And it's, it's sad. It's really, really sad. I, you know, I get more angry with the church than I do the world. The world's going to act like the world. But it's a shame that the church has failed on so many different levels. And um, I don't know. I, I don't know if you feel the same. I feel like we are in a season of exposure and justice. And, you know, mm-hmm. it says judgment starts in the house of the Lord first. And I think we're, we've seen that and I, we're going to continue to see the sifting going on in the church. And, and the people that are, um, you know, that are bearing fruit are going to rise up. His people that are, that are bearing that fruit are going to rise up and they're going to do what they've been called to do. And I think we have a very, I know a lot of my Christian brothers and sisters disagree with me on this and you might, you might disagree too, Kelly, but I really believe there are some very good days ahead for America. I know it looks bad. I know it looks like the end is near, but from what he has shown me personally, there are some very good days with a gigantic harvest of people coming in. And we have to be ready as believers in Christ to feed that harvest because there's going to be a lot of people with blue hair, you know, piercings all over their face and tattoos everywhere. They were involved in satanic stuff. And they're going to be some of the greatest preachers we've ever heard. Like that day is coming. I think we're very close to that. So you would agree with that? No, I agree. It, it's so exciting what, what I get to do because the people that have been fragmented and trained and, and all the stuff that they do to them are able, when, when the Lord redeems them, they're able to do stuff that we can't even touch as I'll call us singletons as just, you know, us singletons. They're able to do things, amazing things. They understand things that we don't understand. They understand the different realms. They understand what's really going on. They know the enemy's weakness. 
weaknesses. It's it's amazing. They know it's just so good. I'm just so lucky to be able to be a part to learn and watch as he brings them into being leaders in his army, redeeming from that army to the other. And matter of fact, just today I was working with a part that was on that side of the other team. And she was really struggling on if she should come over to this team. And she started seeing the victory in him. And, and she's like, I'm coming over. And they're oh, just, wow. they're coming over. That's what they're doing. Very cool. That's awesome. That's what we want to hear. Mm -hmm. See, those little victories are going to lead to some gigantic wins. I, mm -hmm. I just, it's in my spirit. I felt this for for the last like two, three years. It's really going to come really fast too. I think it's going to change. I think it's literally almost going to change overnight. It's going to be kind of like a Red Sea moment or something. Like it's going to be a very quick thing that the Lord's going to do. Not only in this nation, I think it's worldwide. Um, there oh, is, a, is there is an awakening happening. Um, Sylvia, yeah. you have any questions? I'm sorry. I don't want to like, I, I get on these subjects and yeah, I just want to keep. <laughs> actually, I, I, I want you to talk about the bloodline. Uh, this is something that I've actually been struggling to understand because there's a lot of parents that I, that I speak with and they say that they were targeted and it was by, it's because their bloodline. Um, and, and this is something that I need more understanding on. And I think the public needs more understanding too. Okay. Well, um, life is in the blood. Um, Adam and Eve would have had like in theory, pure blood, right? Because they, he created them, and before the contam, before all the contamination came, right? Um, so somewhere along the lines, through all the splitting and all of that, they try to get this perfect blood. Like they, I don't know exactly if I understand it a hundred percent, but there's 13 Illuminati bloodlines. Oh, I probably shouldn't say this. There's bloodlines. Um, and they try to get that blood, but also there's mating that happens with I'm trying to decide so people don't think I'm crazy. Um no one here will think you're crazy, okay. Kelly. I promise you that. Yeah. I'm just trying to think how to put this. Let me go back to the Bible when the falling angels mated with men, the daughters of men. Okay. It hasn't gone away. How about that? Um, so there is this mating that goes on and they're trying to make a human being better than Yahweh made. Yes. Okay. And they can't, but they're trying, they're trying hard. They cross, they cross the, um, the seeds with animals and, they they just try to, to they're they're like they're scientists a lot of them see um a lot of their memories and a lot of their traumas are in laboratories where they're doing all these different experimentation and taking their blood and taking their dna and their and there's like hospitals you know, stuff. i'm not going to say anything like okay okay i, I got okay. stuff okay. i'm just saying laboratories that could be anywhere is what i'm going to say right now so um and for the record i'm not naming any names okay right, so right, right, right. get right. all upset with me and right so I, I know my um i know where i can't go um so there's just this trying to create this blood this pure like i had somebody call it supreme blood um 
it was like one level of the blood and they're just trying to make this pure blood that's better than Yahweh where they um, are able mm -hmm. to do things. Like I said, there's a lot going on in the spirit realm. So they are able to do things here on this realm and other realms. And if you ever watched like the Montauk project, really look at that because um, there's truth in that. And, and what they do with some of that stuff, they're sending parts to try to do time uh, travel through wormhole. I mean, it's crazy stuff, but wa watch it. Okay. And it's, it's real. Um, you know, another aspect with the blood, Kelly, is the fallen, the fallen angels, the demons that are in this earth right now are mostly, you know, remnants of the Nephilim. Um, so when the Nephilim were destroyed in the flood, the demons, the, the actual spirits of those still dwelled on the earth. And I believe they want to be re-embodied. And so the blood is what, just like you said, life is in the blood, uh, the power. And, and so I believe they want to, um, a lot of these uh, hybrids and things that are Crimeas, whatever they call them, I forget what they call those things, running around. I think they're trying to, to form a body so they can inhabit the body to act out upon their lust. And so when demons, like we, you, and you'll know this, Kelly, when a demon's in a person and you call out like maybe the spirit of lust, that demon is inside the person because it needs a body to act upon that particular sin, that particular thing that that demon controls. And so I've seen this in other other um, documentaries. I've uh, Russ Dizdar, I think, touched on this many times in some of his talks. Um, there's other guys that have, that have discussed this topic too. I mean, it sounds crazy, but if you think about it, these bot, these spirits need something to dwell in a house so they can act upon that sin, that particular sin. Would you, have you seen that or? Oh God. Yeah. To me, that's okay. a little bit 101 to be mm -hmm. honest. Like yeah, one way but, I one way that I um, describe for people come in who don't, you know, are new or don't know, really know, I say, mm -hmm. okay, let's pretend your body is a house, okay? You inherited this house from your family, all right? Your genetics, your family gave you this house and they inherited it. And when they gave it to you, there was a lot of stuff in there. And so you got a lot, a lot of stuff with it. And some of the stuff you didn't like and you got rid of it right away. But some you were familiar with and you hold you held on to. And then meanwhile, you open the front door to um, different things, different people, and they came in and some of them you didn't like and you made them go and some of them you let stay there for a while. And then some people broke in and they stayed there. Now that goes on to um, what you need to do in terms of legally deal with this because the, the spirit realm is similar to this realm, although this realm is very broken, but in the third heaven, um, it is a perfect uh, system with Yahweh. So there's a court system here where if you had a squatter that won't leave, you got to go after 30 days and get it taken care of legally. And then you can come back and evict them. There we go to the spirit realm, to that court. He deals with it. Then you come back and you evict them. You can evict them much, much easier when you take care of things legally because the enemy is a legalist. We know scripturally that it says that he's before the father accusing day and night, continuously accusing. But we have a righteous judge in Yahweh and we have an intercessor in Yeshua and we have the cloud of witnesses. It talks about it all in the Bible. So you got to deal with that legally to get that stuff out a lot of times. 
some of the popcorn demons they'll come out but the stuff with the roots you got to deal with it legally but yes okay go back to your question yes mm -hmm. absolutely they want a body they don't have a body they want a body but what i maybe don't agree with you on is that that's all there is to it it kind of sounded like that's what you were saying that was the bulk of it because like there is still fallen entity entities there's little g gods and scripturally mm -hmm. you see there's other elohims he's the elohim of elohims but there are right. um a lot of those are the zeus's the um the greek gods and a lot of them come particularly during the rituals and have sex they come through again mm -hmm. through body and right. they manifest and they have sex with you know typically the child or whoever um yeah, I should have been more clear. I was just touching on the basics. Like you said, it's 101, but a lot of Christians don't mm -hmm. understand that. They don't understand the, the fallen angels and what they were. Um, I do agree with you. There are powers. There's there's principalities. There's, there's higher entities uh, that mm -hmm. God deals with specifically, not humans. Our authority doesn't rule over the principalities as far as I understand. Um, and and when, they, when we do cross that line, uh, that gives them a legal aspect to interfere in our affairs and mankind's affairs and i think we're seeing a lot of that on the earth right now these are things um there's there's many aspects to it i don't want to say it's i don't want to oversimplify the spirit realm because it's not simple like you said earlier this is a very complicated yeah. subject and i don't know if i mean we're never going to know it all until we get to the other side you know god no. god's given us enough information to win the battles we need to win here and uh, mm -hmm. greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. And so that's that's how I just kind of live it out every day. But we do need to be aware that these things are around us. They're in people. They're they're pests. And uh, and they want to kill us. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. Yeah, I don't see how anybody can be living in this world and not think there's not <laughs> Right. right. <laughs> like, are you fine? Uh, I don't know. The right. only thing I would mention of what you said, and just take this, you know, take this to the Father, and, and it might just be my calling, I don't know, but with these parts, they are tied to these entities, and and, and they do have to be dealt with, they have to have that tether cut, but that might just be my calling. So. I'm, you're, I'm sorry, I misunderstood you. What what bring to the Father? So when you said it? about the entities, don't deal with them. Oh, um, I got you. The, the principalities? Well, there's different ones, but um, it depends. Like in every scenario, it'd be a different kind of entity. But like, remember when I was talking about when they would traumatize them and mm -hmm. then they would make, make a deal with the entity to, um, to right. quit the trauma? I'm just saying that, that that does need to be severed, but that's, you know, the, the calling I have with gotcha. going to this depth, depth. So I'm not saying like, go do that. As a matter of fact, when I was young in my calling, I went and I saw the first, you know, few manifestations. I went on a um, ministry and being just like, you know, gun ho in this, you know, <laughs> newfound call. <laughs> I was, you know, taking on principalities and this, that, and the other, I thought. And reality was uh, when I got back, my son got bit by a rattlesnake. My house burned down. A big tree fell on my other, my other house, got T-boned by a jet ski. All within like two, three weeks. So don't do that. Don't well, do that. Well, that's what I was. Uh, <laughs> well, I was just gonna say that the environment that the environment was 
and when I worked in the foster system, the environment was so different. Like I, I couldn't describe it, but like mentally, physically, spiritually, everything, I, I just felt it was, it was the worst I'd ever felt. You know, I had the worst health problems. I was depressed. Um, it was the first time I was on antidepressants ever. Uh, but it was like, it, it was just like this um, environment when I was there. I don't even know how to describe it. Um, other than there was just this heaviness and like, um, and I didn't know at the time that it was spiritual, you know? So I was doing exactly what you were doing, right? I was going, I would have a tough day at work and I would go home and I'd drink until I passed out. And then I'd get mm -hmm. up and of course that wasn't helping, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of fed into it. But I didn't, I didn't know. And I didn't know there was like, I didn't know it was spiritual. I didn't know it was, um, yeah, basically spiritual. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, it's really important. I have a study that um, the Lord led me to do a teaching called living a sealed up life. And it is so important because if we aren't, we'll get beat up. And it doesn't mean we're perfect or anything like that, but it means that we're striving to be obedient and putting down the things and coming out of this world. Like he calls us to come out of her. Mm -hmm. Like the, I, I believe part of what's coming is the greater exodus mm. for his people to come out of this world, come out of these things, come mm. out of yes. um, can, cannibalism, come out of, the music that's played, the movies that are played, the, you know, yeah. just all the things that we got caught up in, like come out of it, come out of the spirit of religion and get back to a religion that's pure, which is taking care of the widows and the orphans, you know, just come out of all the stuff that we've built that with the enemy, unknowingly, I would say, but now that we're starting to see it, come out of it. Oops, sorry, I was muted. Is there any particular, don't say it, Sylvia. <laughs> She's got that smile. <laughs> Every time I'm muted, Sylvia loves to call me out on it. <laughs> so, uh, is there any particular group, Kelly, of children that they prefer, that they seem to be targeting? I mean, is it like, you know, we already talked about the gender, but, but like a group of children, like maybe a specific race or a specific, uh, come from a specific uh, religious background or uh, children that are in the foster care system or th things like that? Are they looking yeah. for something? Well, obviously they're looking for vulnerable ones that they can get their hands on. So, you know, the foster care system or CPS or whatever you want to call them, they're called different things in different states, lose children like by the thousands, by the truckloads, right? Um, I know there's some good there, but there's also some brokenness within that system for sure. Um, there's, of course, the ones coming over the border, okay? But this is really organized crime. This is very organized. The biggest one that I see, and I've heard everybody, um, not everybody, but other people confirm this, is that it's family, generational. And what happens with that is the bloodline, the power within the blood gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And that kind of goes back to the bloodline we talked about. Like, it, it just keeps going down and getting stronger and stronger, um, so more powers within it as it's passed down the generational line. The, the, the iniquity is built up. And so um, they, 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 they 
spend their focus. Okay, so let me think how to say this. Um, they test the children. They test them and see what they're, you know, what they're good for. Um, some are not good for a lot in their opinion. And so they might use them for rituals or whatever. Um, some are good, you know, they have a natural iniquity built up. And maybe they have some fallen angel Nephilim in them. Um, and they're able to do things like through the test, let's say they bury them and they're able to stay alive. Um, whatever it is, and they start putting them in the different categories of what, how they're going to use them. Um, so I guess ultimately they're looking for the vulnerable, the easy to get to, but really what they want is that bloodline that's powerful, that, that blood. It's interesting that there's a degradation from generation to generation, right? We're just, we're not getting better. We're actually getting worse. And that's what they're looking for. They're looking for more evil where we would be, you know, someone that's on our side is looking for people that are better, right? Even though we know in this life, no one's actually better. We're perfected in Christ, but it, that's interesting. I, cause I've never heard that before. And that absolutely makes sense that they would want something with more iniquity in it. That's mm -hmm. just, yeah, it's just such a bizarre thing to think about. It's all very bizarre because, you know, if you're a child of the King, this stuff doesn't enter your mind. You can't even fathom it. You, you, uh, love life. You love, you love, and this is the opposite this is hate. They hate like we love. And, and it's sad because, so you know, true. sometimes I get the generational, like, you know, there's a certain amount of love because a child just loves their mother, even if it isn't their mother, because they switch them a lot at birth. But attachment is one thing we deal with in attachment therapy, because attachment is one of the most important things a person has in their life is they have to attach or they die. So they mess with the attachments with them a whole lot. But the sad part is, is ultimately they all really want love, but they, some, some of them have something within them that fought enough and was willing to take a chance on Yeshua, regardless of the fact that in their mind, he didn't come when they called for him. He did. He never left him. He never forsaked him. He was someplace in the room trying to manipulate the things as much as he can. But if within the free gift of the will, he cannot violate that. And some people's free will hurts others. And that's an awful thing. And it breaks his heart. But it's just true. But he always is continuously trying to woo them to get to a place where they will open the door to him. And then he redeems them. It's so heartbreaking. I don't know, you know, I know you're prayed up and I'm sure you do a, quite a bit of fasting, I would think, to keep your flesh submitted. Um, but when you when you know you have some, let's say you have a, a unique case come in where, I mean, it's something maybe you haven't seen before or it's, or it's a level you haven't seen before. I mean, do you just kind of go into like a three-day fast and just like really get on your hands and knees before the Lord and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to, I really need you on this one. I know I need you on every other one, but this one is like... <laughs> something I haven't seen before and I'm, you know, struggling with this or that, or I don't understand something. So I, my schedule is packed. Like literally 
just packed. Um, I don't have time to even breathe. I just have to trust that he is right there and he is doing it. And a lot of times I don't know what I'm going to get. Like I had somebody not long ago that it was the first time I met him and it was full blown possession, legion, just, you know, full blown. I don't even know how many hours it was, but I wasn't, I didn't know that was going to happen. I don't know. A lot of it's going to happen. Now, after the person's been working with me for a while, I have, well, even then, I don't totally know because I don't know what layer we're going to deal with, but at least I have a little bit of understanding of what we've already gone through. Mm -hmm. um, I just have to trust that he's right there and he is right there and he's doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm like a vessel. I'm a vessel for him to use to flow through and to administer love and healing and do his thing. And I just kind of sit there with my eyes really bulging and and uh, just amazed. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, guys, I'm gonna throw up the website again here in case you missed it in the beginning. It's warriorbrideministries.com. I keep wanting to say org because I'm surprised you actually got a .com for a uh, religious organization. Well, actually, I have both. It's uh, oh. .com and .org. So oh, great. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> <We have both. laughs> if you uh, believe in what uh, she's doing, you can go to the Donate tab up here in the top right, and you can make a contribution to her ministry. They can definitely – every ministry can use financial help. Is, isn't that correct, Kelly? Yeah, and the Lord told me I was not to charge – anyone so we do all of this for free and just trust that he is going to move the hearts um to do the part that they can do so for those that are able to um support us all you do is go to the website www.warriorbrideministry.com or org and there's a donate button i think the top right hand corner and there's all different ways to to do that and we also have a conference coming up in october in atlanta october 20th through 22nd if anybody would like to come learn more um in more depth hear from survivors um hear the different healing modalities that they use and really all of us should be using versus what we've gotten accustomed to um we'd love for you to come and and just be in fellowship and and learn and share and See how we can work together to win this battle with the Lord. Yeah, I, I, I'm adding it to my calendar. Awesome. And you also have one in Florida, right? In June? So it's not mine. I'm leaving uh, this week, weekend. Um, for It's called Setting the Captives Free. I was invited by Dr. Mary Crowley. Um, I don't have the information. I know it's Fort Lauderdale. It's also going to be, I'm not really sure, but it's Dr. Mary Crowley. She invited me. She's, um, she did a movie on sex trafficking, human trafficking in America, and it's going to be, um, debuted. And then there's a panel and I'll be on the panel. Um, and so that's that's what that is this weekend. And we just got back from um, South Dakota about two weeks ago or so. And uh, there was a lot of people there, um, like Marcus Rogers, if you know him, and mm -hmm. um, Andrew Wallen and 
Um, there was a bunch of different people there. Um, oh, S.G. Anon, it seemed like a lot of people know oh. know him. He was oh. there. There's a, was a bunch of people, but that was called Open Heaven. So there, there is getting more and more um, interest, more and more openness. But a lot of people don't want to hear it because it's, you know, it's not great party talk. Um, but, you know, that time has passed. We have got to, we have got to get engaged. We have to get engaged. We cannot just let our country go. We can't just let our children go. We have to stand in the gap. I, I mean, I, I totally believe we're going to be judged for what we do or do not do with this. This is our battle for our time while we're here on earth. And, yeah. you know, I I feel blessed to be part of it. And I just have my position, but everybody has the position, whatever it is, because we all have to work together to make this thing happen. We can't be an army where there's, you know, half the people are sitting down or, you know, ran off to the bar or whatever they did. Mm -hmm. We all need to come together in our positions to win this thing. Yeah. You can't hide in the foxhole forever. You got to come out and you got to fight. And you know, we have to be courageous. We're courageous in him, not in our own strength, but in his and by his, by his mm -hmm. spirit. And, and if we're led by the spirit, then we're going to do the right thing. It is a scary topic. No one likes to talk about this. It's uncomfortable. Um, you know, it doesn't get all the, you're not getting clickbait for sure. on a subject <laughs> like, like these, but it needs to be spoken about. It needs to, I believe we need to get before Congress at some point. I know Sylvia feels the same way. Legislature laws, need to be changed statutes need to be changed there's lots that needs to be done but it's not going to change itself we're in a system mm -hmm. that we're in a babylon system that they love and they want it to keep functioning the way it is and, and even get more deviant uh and and, and just like i said more iniquity is building that pyramid that they want and we need to knock that pyramid down knock it off its base and with people like you kelly uh doing the great work you're doing there in georgia we just need more of you. Can can we duplicate you or clone you or something and get you up here? In yes, Michigan? actually, <laughs> actually, I, I welcome, <laughs> please. <laughs> I actually do welcome people to learn. You know, to, I mean, it's also a gathering space for the body of Christ. So I have people come that, um, you know, they do their counseling, but then they also counsel the survivors um, at our facility. That they do their chiropractor, but they also do the car you know so it's a it's a gathering place for the body of christ because we all need to come together and for those who are interested in any aspect of it because there are a lot of different places including learning to do what i do there is a way to do that i i do train people both online and in person um, because a lot of people i have to minister to online because they don't have anyone in their state or in their vicinity. So I, I minister really all around the world, unfortunately, um, because we really need at least one warrior bride ministry in every state at least mm -hmm. so that it can be, because part of the way they heal is in community. And I mean, there's people in California that feel like we're their community because nobody will embrace them. Nobody you know understands um, and that's got to stop. You know, we have to, we have yes. to rise. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to put together a model. Um, once I get this more all the way solid for what the father wants, where it can just be duplicated, you know, it could just, 
have it together and just somebody go take the ball in their state. Hmm. Yeah. That's what I want to do with rescue the fosters so we can have both. <laughs> Mm -hmm. right yeah well kelly i'd love to i think what would be a really good show would to have i'd put you and joe together the guy i was just talking about earlier with the aliens joe jordan uh by the way if you want to visit his website after it's ce4research.com uh or is that .org i think that's .org actually ce4research.org his name's joseph jordan He's part of, he's been in MUFON for like 25, 30 years, a supervisor there. And, uh, but he's in it kind of, I don't want to say he's like, you know, clandestine, but he's definitely in it to tell people about Jesus Christ and get them set free from all that garbage. But he's up against a lot of big hitters. You know, he goes to these conferences, all these, you know, like Richard Dolan and Nick Pope, all these big UFO guys that love to keep perpetrating this lie of, you know, they're coming from, you know, Zeta Ticuli or something out in the, you know, whatever galaxy. Um, So that would be a great conversation. I would love to have you both on, but you know, if you want to reach out to him, I can definitely make that connection for you and you guys can compare notes. That would be great. It is really interesting um, that these parts have a lot of stories about what goes on with um, UFOs, ships and green men and, you know, all this Mm -hmm. different stuff. And it's not aliens, it's it's demons, but it's in, th- that goes into a whole nother realm of the energy and the, the creativity mm-hmm. of being able to, and the transportation and the spirit realm and different stuff. But yeah, I'd love to I'd love to see where he goes with it. Yeah, I think you guys ha- would have a great talk. Um, I've got some books of his, and he's just he's a great guy. He's really easygoing guy, and yeah, you'll love him. Uh, also in the oh. chat, my good friend Curious Patriot. Uh, viewer of our programs let's see he said something when he was when he was younger he was affected by something called green star i believe it was called have you ever heard of that program um okay so there's a lot more to the stars than we know number one they're not just stars um and number two the green is probably part of the pentagram okay the pentagram has different colors and there's programming tied to it and i mean this starts to get pretty deep but during um different times with the trauma that they do the different colors represent different elements Mm -hmm. as in air water fire Uh, the white is um ether green is so green would be earth Water blue, red fire, yellow is yellow is air, I think. And then the white is ether in the middle. Um, so at certain times they do the trauma and they're transporting um they're they're tying the demons to that program of that color, but there's also like a switch that's going from one element to the other in the pentagram at in their programming. Like I said, it gets very complex. Um, but what we do is we try to get to each one of the programs to undo the programs, to untie the entity. You know, mm-hmm. that's that goes into the deprogramming part. That and, and ties... Be... Go ahead. Go ahead. 
I was going to say there's there was a woman on Twitter that used to talk about all this deprogramming and she would talk about those colors. Her name first name was Gina. I forgot her last name. I'm sure I could find her after the show. No, I know Gina. Um, Gina oh, you do? Are, okay. Uh, we uh we co we're Oh, awesome. We're yeah, unofficial she's great. partners. <laughs> oh, no, great. She's her. She, Yeah, she I she's forgot her last mentor. name. I'll, I'll call her my mentor. What's her last name? Gina Phillips. Phillips. Oh gosh. Yeah. I used to follow, I, I'm sure I still follow her, but I haven't seen any of her posts lately. I don't know if she got kicked well, off Twitter. She, at me. Um, she's really busy. I, I, um, talk with her probably, I'm in groups with her probably four times, three times a week or so. Um, she's very, very busy. She's trying to put together a lot of material for us. She's under a lot of spiritual attack. Hmm. So if you could all pray for her, that would be wonderful, Absolutely. but she's amazing. She's mm -hmm. been doing a lot of this for quite a while. She, I would say she's um, definitely a forerunner. Um, and she has helped me tremendously to try to, you know, get my hands around this and try to understand it. She understands it quite well. Yeah, she's amazing. I, I watch her, some of her YouTube mm -hmm. videos. I've seen her on some shows. And I know Mark Taylor, um, <clears throat> Prophet Mark Taylor from Florida. He he used to have, I, I don't know if they're still friends or were friends, but that's where I first got introduced to her. I started watching their videos and I thought this woman's amazing. Like she, it was, mm -hmm. she, and she did, she tied the colors, how they trigger people, how they program them through the colors. Like they can just hold like a, you know, a blue card up or something. And a person will just go into this like state of mind that they don't, they don't even know they're doing it. Um, a lot of these movie stars and, and entertainment stars are, are all programmed like that. Yeah. It's just crazy stuff. Very yeah, deep. you'd be shocked, like all the stuff that's being put on the TV. Like, there's one point where everybody was wearing the polka dots. Well, that was one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, even when you see Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse traveling in a, a blue Cadillac. Well, that's the transportation of the blue programming in the spirit realm, and it's just it's hmm. unbelievable, really, because it's like, wow. what you know, how can this and it really it's it takes quite a bit to get your hands around some of that, particularly that deprogramming stuff. But, um, you know, you just walk with the Lord and he, he teaches you at your speed and he's going to teach everybody willing so that we can all be a part of the redemption that he's doing. Right. Yes. Amen to that. Sylvia, any, uh, final questions before we sign off? No, but I would love to talk to you off camera. Oh, certainly. We'd love to hang out for just like two minutes. Yes, absolutely. And if anybody, if I can help anyone, um, please just reach out. Know that I am safe. Um, I've been helping people for, you know, the same person for three years, two years. Um, we're family. Um, there is it, the, what's, what it, what is below is not the same as what is above. They try to make you think there's no other option, but there is an option. There's an option of love and goodness and love is not the love they told you it was. It's real love where they won't touch you and hurt you, mm -hmm. but they will embrace you and give you the family that you always wanted, the family of Christ. Please don't wait to get your healing. Reach out to us. We'll do everything we can in our power. If you're willing, we're willing. 
Yes. And we, we have shared, we've actually, I shared your, your one, eight, uh, your hotline number. Cause I think I asked you for one to share. Um, so yes, please. Um, um, if you need any, uh, assistance, please. So to yeah, to clarify, that was the, um, human trafficking sex. That hotline. was the human trap. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. I don't have the staff to man a 24 hour, but right. I, I respond very quickly. Um, but the best way to do it to really get some good quality time is to go to our website. If you need to book an appointment, just book an appointment, fill out the paperwork, and then I'll be in touch to get you on the schedule and we'll go from there and we'll let the, the Lord, um, work his miracles. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, Kelly, God bless you and God bless all you're doing. We will definitely be praying for you. And, and I would love to have you on my other show. Um, sure. that would, that we could talk more, mm -hmm. uh, deep, deep about this stuff. And maybe we have like you, Joe, and I actually have another, I have a deliverance minister that comes on about every six weeks. Her name's Miko. She lives up here in Detroit. And, uh, okay. that would be a, just a, a great panel of people just talking yeah. different angles, what they've seen, what they've experienced, how we deal with this mm -hmm. stuff, you know, spiritually, okay. emotionally. Physically. Do a round so, table. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's That'd do be it. Amazing. That would be a lot of fun. I'm, um, I'm the Lord told me that's part of my priority this year is to get out and spread the word more because mm. the first few years we did a little bit. We got a lot of retaliation from the cults. Um, and, and really I had so much to learn and so much to set up with the foundation of the ministry that I was just overwhelmed. But this year he wants, he wants me to go forth and speak out. So I'm game. Yay. Awesome. Excellent. Well, we will be in contact for sure. I'm going to get uh, your email information. Actually, it's on the website. I'll just email you and I'll kind of tie in with Joe and then you guys can talk and I'll let him know that you'll be uh, getting in touch with him. I think you're going to find him very interesting. I think it could help you tremendously. And likewise, you could help him tremendously in what he's doing. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. If, if by some chance I don't get back to you, that means I didn't get, get it because I'm okay. really good at it. Okay. No, no problem. All right. Uh, well, hang on for two seconds after we go off live just to talk with Sylvia for a couple seconds and then uh, we'll let you go. Guys, thank you just so much for joining us at Rescue the Fosters tonight. We appreciate you. Love you. Be blessed. Uh, I will see you again Sunday evening on The Blender. Me and Michael. Michael will be joining me from Texas. And uh, we're going to go over some woke progressive Christianity stuff and expose it like we've been doing um kelly again thank you so much sylvia thank you as always you can find sylvia at rescuethefosters.org if you have any problems in with cps or adoption or foster care please reach out to sylvia and let her know what's going on she can point you in the right direction or she might even be able to be able to help you herself uh, and same with kelly reach her at warriorbrideministries.com or .org and uh, contact her there Anyway, have a great night, everybody. God bless you. Take care, and we will see you next time. Thanks for having me. You're oh, welcome. Thank you.